0: Welcome to the Dirt to Dollars podcast, hosted by Central Kentucky Extension agents Whitney Carmen, Daniel Carpenter, and Matt Adams, where we talk
1: everything from the dirt
0: on your land to the dollars in your hand. Welcome back to Dirt to Dollars this week of August the 20 somethingth. 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. August the 23rd. Almost over. Just a week left.
1: Yep. We're recording this on the 25th on Wednesday. What's going on? Well, we're kind of missing somebody. Yeah, we're a little light this week, thanks to the Kentucky State Fair. It's going on, I guess. uh, When's the last day of it? The 29th? Sunday? I guess. Yeah. That sounds right. You made it up there yet? Not yet.
0: Headed up tomorrow for the eat a little country ham. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I was up last week, judged some country ham speeches. Uh, I think I judged 37 speeches. Ooh. It was, a, it was a fun morning. And guess what we had for lunch?
0: Country ham. Country ham sandwich.
1: <laughs> Is that what they brought you or did you yeah, go they, get no, one they, brought, they provided us lunch because, I mean, it started at 8 in the morning and we didn't get done until about 2. It was nonstop speeches. Um, so they provided us with a country ham sandwich and needless to say, as soon as I got out of there, I went, I made a beeline to the corn dog stand. I
0: thought you were going to say you made a beeline to the restroom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They let us go to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but no, it was, I had to, had to get me a corn dog, some mustard on it.
0: So did they just like have one of the country hams back there and somebody brought a loaf of bread and they were carving it off No, I don't think so. That's. (laughs) No, it would have been a good idea.
1: Though. It would have been. They maybe need to work on that next year. Save some money. So,
0: yeah, I think Whitney's up there working the hog show. We're just—it's just kind of a swine revolved fair.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they need to do hamburger speeches.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I had a grilled hamburger. Maybe we can get somebody with the with the beef council get their ear and get that. uh, Now, how do you judge that that? lined up for next year? You got to be the grill master. You can't burn them, right? But they've got to be done. I
1: don't know if I'd want to be just the right seasoning. Because you know, with the country hams, it's you know, there's a whole. I'm sure there's a whole criteria they use to judge those that they don't they don't taste them to determine which one's the best, right? I mean, there's
0: yeah. So some uh, I've never really been around it and still haven't, but. Some of our staff went up there and helped with the actual country ham part of it, and they were talking about taking a probe and going in them, and they like pull a core out of them and smell it. And uh, how would you like to be that judge that got the one that wasn't
1: done right? And, well, and see that's you know, the you know, raw talk- ham, right? And we're talking about <laughs> hamburgers. how would you like to be the one that you know took a bite out of one that wasn't cooked all the way? Which yeah. that doesn't bother me all the time, but sometimes it might. I mean, you could cut it in half.
0: Yeah. That's what they do on MasterChef. You ever watch MasterChef? No. Well, like if it's something that has to be done a certain degree, they cut it first. And if it's not done, they're saying, basically, we're not going to eat this and you lose.
1: Go home. Or they could do a steak competition. Yeah. You know, and then it'd be all right. if it, I, You know, sometimes I'm all right with eating that. Not undercooked, but, you know. Just get That's it, all right. get That's it right. seared on the outside, and we'll be all right. Speaking of steak and hamburgers,
0: I believe later on in the show we've got a guest coming on, going to have a conversation with Kenny Burdine. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've had him on. It's the cattle markets have kind of been a little quiet or off the headlines. Anyway, there's been some stuff going on, but uh, it's kind of taken a back seat to some other issues. So really need to bend his ear this morning and figure out what's up with cattle markets.
1: Yep. I'd say there's a lot of impact from weather uh, that, that may be affecting them. And I'm sure he'll provide us some insight on, but I guess, have you seen some of this, some of these weather reports from the last week uh, yeah. in our part of the country? I think we just missed out on uh, the, the tropical storm. Um, I'm going to try to say this right. Um, Henry. Henry, Honrey.
0: Honrey. Now, how did you think that, that was supposed to have been said when you when they first started talking about it.
1: Well, I thought it was Henry.
0: I thought it was Henry. And I think I even heard like some meteorologists call it Henry. And I'm pretty sure I saw it spelled H N H E N R Y at one time. And then they
1: must have gotten So you can't use this the name twice, right? Like it had I there's guess. something so you, I wonder you're if you're telling was
0: me a, Fred had never been used before. I guess not.
1: You know and it's it weird because there's alternate,
0: a, has to alternate between male and female, right?
1: I think so. So maybe this was I'm the way to they do that. Change more, the spelling right? and yeah, I guess is is Hen Hen. I don't know how to Andrei. say it. Hen, Henri is that a girl's name or is that a guy's name? I've been
0: name? here. I've been hearing Henry.
1: Henri, kind like Henri, kind of like yeah. you are sometimes. Yeah,
0: Andre. Andre.
1: Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time when you're Henri, I'm gonna say you're being onre. Oh so we didn't really get much out of that though maybe a random shower uh, i
0: don't know that we got any that one went like northeast didn't it like well like
1: the line did but there was a little like the clouds were weird that day when it was going by and i thought I
0: that was Fred. it was
1: no i think that was no it was fred huh? yeah, yeah you're right i got them mixed up see fred and, and andre must have been twins couldn't tell them apart
0: that's right they were pretty close together well, but
1: anyway, so Andre is the one that's gone up to the northeast, right? Yeah. It's up in that area. Yeah, Fred was the one that came by, and we just got a little shower too out of. But anyway, we did get some rain. I did. Um, yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't get a drop.
0: I got like uh, a two-and-a-half-inch rain at a place or two.
1: I think in the in LaRue County, there may have been just a little bit of rain, but it wasn't much to amount to. Too yeah. much for for the most part. For the most of the county, it
0: basically so. just blew up on the western southwestern tip of Hardin County.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hung in, rained a couple of hours, and it got to Lurie County. It dried back up, so it just rained over God's promised land.
1: Mm, sure, <laughs> but it made its way uh south, and and some of our neighbors to the south and Tennessee got got a just a yeah all kinds of rain.
0: Yeah, I think I saw seventeen inches at waverly that's where the major floods were. yeah when.
1: 17 and 24 hours
0: yeah that was Whew. i think i heard a stat yesterday that that was like 25 percent of their annual rainfall within 24 hours that's crazy
1: yeah it's that's insane that's a lot of water in a short amount of time and i think there's still a lot of people missing and yeah. uh, a lot of crops that were destroyed down there so it's a uh, Bad, bad situation. So prayers go out to to that part of Tennessee because they're in yep. rough shape.
0: Crazy to see the videos of houses floating down. I guess a river or just flood water or whatever. I and, mean that as much rain as like they a,
1: got, it could have been just a ditch, you yeah. know, and water just looked like made it look like a river.
0: And it looked like a tornado had went through there with stuff like up in the power lines. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was just the water got that high but. Yep. yeah we dodged a bullet on that one
1: and i don't know about you but i guess this weather and you know finally getting some rain and, and some heat has made ragweed grow like crazy yeah <laughs> i bush hogged a lot of it down this week and uh man it's killing my allergies i've been to,
0: fighting some allergies of some kind sinus stuff for
1: like four weeks i've been and you know with covid going on you try to you don't want to be that one person that's sneezing or sniffling <laughs> so you try to contain it make sure you take your allergy medicine every day and don't forget
0: yeah even with a couple different allergy medicines though it can it's tough be pretty rough I know by the time I go to bed at night I'm do my next round of flow naze.
1: For the most part, I'm all right, but when I got to mow or do something like that, it sets me over the edge a little bit, and then it's just hard to to get back, because I, I mowed and bush hogged both two days in a row, and it that really lit me up, just all the dust. Yeah, wear a mask. You know what? I, I ain't kidding. I might start doing that, because <laughs> I think it would help. Probably shouldn't be breathing in all that dust and probably not stuff anyway.
0: Just make sure you find – you probably need an actual, like, N95, though.
1: Yeah, I don't think the cloth masks.
0: I don't think it's going
1: to do much. Well, and I don't – I have a hard time breathing in those cloth masks anyway. So,
0: we're starting to hear this next round of army worms getting a little closer all the time. Yeah,
1: we had a guest on last week talking about it. What is it called, like, the next wave? Like, when you're talking to army worm and there's – is there a military term for, like, the next –
0: Resurgence.
1: resurgence. Oh, that's a
0: good one. I like that one.
1: Yeah.
0: How about that right off the top that's of my head? That's pretty
1: good. So, yeah, the next resurgence of fall army worm is upon us. And uh, I'm not I seeing much. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> like seen I
0: or heard anything
1: here. Yeah. Um, I was on. They can on... be
0: sneaky. Right. I've I heard mean, reports yeah. of people saying they're, they're in a field every day and they're not there one day and the next it's gone.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, here in here in LaRue County, and I think you were saying you really hadn't heard much in, in Harden either about anybody having real major losses or issues with it. But I think it could I hate to say that because tomorrow we could both get phone calls and yeah. and have it um, bad. But it seems like just to our south there's been problems and even and to our north there's yeah. been problems, but we just not really had it here.
0: I've been seeing some stuff on some like Facebook groups and stuff that I follow, different farming. Things like central Illinois, Southern Indiana, just I mean, just ground covered with them. Saw one this morning that was kind of weird. You know, our some of our recommendations are to either if it's a hay field, either spray it or cut it. And so they had some that they had sprayed and some they had cut and put into small square bales and had pictures of the barn where they bailed the small square bales and they'd lived through all the haying process and they were covering a concrete floor in a barn where they were falling out
1: of the hay. Hmm. (laughs) I've seen some pictures of disc binds and stuff covered after, after mowing a field. Um, Adam Estes, the uh, young farmer rep for Mm -hmm. LaRue, Hart County, he'd sent me a picture of, of, uh, of some alfalfa that had some in it. So it seemed like maybe Hart County and a little Mm -hmm. bit South of there, has got some pressure in some fields. It wasn't anything real bad. I think they, you know, basically, solved it by cutting it, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's close. It's around just hadn't really had a lot here, but keep an eye out cause it's, it can, it can pop up anytime.
0: Yeah. And theoretically they could be around until frost, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the only thing that's going to knock them out.
0: Yay. One more thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll eat the ragweed.
1: That would be all right. <laughs> that would, I'd be all right with me. It's like Alan Jackson said, I'd be all right. What else was in the news this week? Uh, Pfizer yep. vaccine got the FDA vaccine approved.
0: Got full approval. Yep. Uh, I know you heard of several people that hadn't gotten back, gotten a COVID vaccine yet that were kind of waiting on that full approval. So hopefully that gives some people a little more confidence and go on out and get it
1: yep what did not have fda approval for treatment of covid
0: uh your cattle and horse wormers, yeah do not have fda approval for COVID. Or really any kind of yeah. anybody with any medical knowledge's approval <laughs> yeah think. so don't
1: don't do that uh, so yeah
0: There's been some research, I think, and some testing and stuff on using ivermectin to treat COVID. And, you know, you see some mixed results on it that it might work, but that's not what they're using. Right. They're not getting injectable ivermectin and mixing it in their orange juice in the morning, people. Yeah. There's a human grade of that. Right. Yeah.
1: It's the active ingredient, but there's a lot of other carriers that are in those things. I'm sure so,
0: yeah. And I I was reading a news article this morning talking about farm supply stores and stuff selling out and can't keep, like, the horse paste ivamec because people are getting, I can't even imagine trying to swallow that stuff.
1: mm. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Sometimes the animals don't even want to swallow it. No.
0: Just don't do it. Plus, you're going to end up causing a shortage, and we're not going to be able to worm our cows and horses and pigs. Mm Mm-hmm. So just don't do it.
1: Yep. Those those tools are very important because if we only get down to one active ingredient uh, when we're warming, then we'll build up resistance real quick. So there, there's not a whole lot of different AI active ingredients for warming. So we don't need to tie them up with a bunch of crazy stuff. We were talking about the, the fair earlier and I had to spend some time on I-65 and man, that, that road here in the last this last week. And I don't know if maybe just actually during since crazy. the state fair's been going on, it's yeah. been unreal. The amount of accidents and traffic. And I know they're doing construction, which it seems like they're always as soon as they finish up a job, they're always doing jobs' They're doing something else. 9. Be careful if you gotta be on that road. Um, yeah. I try to avoid it if if at all possible.
0: I dread it in the morning.
1: When I was going up last uh, was it last thursday and we had a big rain yeah
0: it's yeah, thursday right. morning
1: and it i mean it poured and it was i was scared to death driving on the interstate i, I was more scared driving in that than i have been driving in you know ice storm When <laughs> so you get on that interstate and people are driving 80 miles an hour in a flood it's a little hairy but there's been a lot of accidents and uh several fatalities and i know a lot of people going back and forth to the fair from this area got stuck in it at some point got stuck in the traffic so yourself included a, yes myself included it <laughs> took me about two and a half three hours to make a one-hour trip Ugh,
0: that's never coming
1: home hard. from the fair so
0: after a long day
1: yeah luckily i got back just in time to to pick up my daughter from school i, I thought i was going to be pushing it because i had to pick her up that day but made it back just in time. But yeah, if you, I'd say if you're going to be on getting on 65, you might get out your little map app or whatever you use and do a quick little search and see if there's anything going on before you make that trip. You might I, take, an I'm guessing route.
0: you did not do that before you got on 65.
1: I did not. I think I was busy returning phone calls and didn't even think about it and just got on the interstate. And next thing you know, I wasn't sitting still. Never was sitting still, but it was really? just a really yeah, it's just a So
0: you were moving really slow then if it yeah. held you up two hours.
1: Yep. It held up two hours. It was a, they were diverting all I 65 off onto some on some side road exits to get to get moving and and uh so it was slow the whole yeah, even when you got off the exit, it was slow moving. Uh one quick reminder we can throw out here. On the
0: on the crop side, I've been getting a few phone calls of people finding southern rust. It seems like now that we it held back a little bit since we were dry, you know about the time it was found, but uh, starting to see it a little more now that we've had some moisture. And uh, just a quick reminder, you know, once that corn's past R three, you don't need a fungicide on it if it has southern rust. So don't worry about it. More than likely, most of this corn is past the point that it's going to hurt anything. So, in fact, most of it's probably close to what we would call black layer or physical maturity and done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, corn really starting to dry down.
1: Yeah, I've noticed here lately, in the last few days, you really can can see a color change uh, going on in a lot of a lot of the corn, especially. And I wondered how much of that is due to physical maturity and how much of that is a little bit of rust on the outside of the the outside edges of that field that may be turning it a little sooner. But I, I really, I really think a lot of it's just, it's reaching that mm-hmm. maturity stage.
0: It's that time of year. We're, it is. We'll soon yep. be into it's September. It's going to be September next week, Matt. Yep. Shoo. We'll probably be shelling corn in two to three weeks.
1: Yep. And, and have seen some people that have been in some, some corn fields and especially, and have uh, really noticed that it's pretty good. Some good Step, fields. There, stuff I mean, was, held on
0: during that dry weather better than I yeah. thought. And then we got and rain just in time. But I thought we're going to add kernel depth. Like, well, we did last I, I, year. and I got you on
1: recording saying this won't uh, be as good as last year. It won't be as good as last year. I okay. still say that, but okay. it's going to be good. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say it officially. And but it's I'll not. Say, I kind gonna, of agree with you, but
0: it's not going to consistently be as good as last year. There's You're going right. to we're be gonna, some bad spots.
1: There's going to be some bad spots. Well, there's there's going to be some good got spots. Got this yeah. early corn, I think there's still going to be some really good spots. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but we won't know until we run the combine through it.
0: That's exactly right.
1: And if you think it's going to be really good, give us a call, and we'll measure it for a contest. That's all right. Well, I think it's probably getting about that time. We can uh, roll over and talk to our guest. I think he'll be on here in just a second. Why don't you uh, go on and give him an introduction there, Matt?
0: All right. Joining us now, we have Kenny Burdine, uh, livestock economist. Is that right? It works. <laughs> With the University of Kentucky. Thanks for joining us, Kenny.
2: Glad to be on. Appreciate the invite.
0: So, Daniel and I were talking a little earlier in the show. One of the main reasons we wanted to have you on is it seems like the cattle markets have kind of escaped the headlines all summer. But if you really look at what the markets are doing and what futures have done, we've kind of had a gradual uptick and things aren't looking so bad right now. Uh, Do you want to talk a little bit about what's happened the last few months in the cattle markets?
2: Absolutely, be be a pleasant conversation for a change, right? There's there's been so much volatility <laughs> and so much volatility really the last eighteen months that it's almost hard to know you know what's what's volatility and what really is a fundamental uptrend. But I, I think I think things are certainly lining up a lot better right now. Um, you know we've added we've added a fair amount of price to these heavy feeders. I mean I kind of find that as anything six fifty and above, so somewhere to be placed on feed. You know we've we've added. On um, the markets you're looking at, you know, we've added, you know, five to ten bucks a hundred to them since early summer. And then even calf prices have come up some. And of course, that's noteworthy because that's so counter-seasonal, right? You know, you don't you don't expect calf prices to improve
0: mm-hmm.
2: when we're moving from spring to fall, right? But that's what we've seen. So things are definitely setting up for a much better. Uh, much better second half of the year, and especially, I think, fourth quarter, which oftentimes is our more frustrating quarter. It should be, I think, one of our better quarters in 2021.
0: So what do you think has driven those prices up as we've went through the summer? As
2: usual, it's a hodgepodge of things, and I'm going to actually back us up a little bit. You know, when you, when you go back and look at just beef cow numbers in general, we have to remind ourselves that everything kind of lags. So, you know, this, you know, this year's cow inventory becomes next year's calf crop and that becomes the following year's beef production. And when you go back and look at where this cow herd peaked, 2020 really should have been our high watermark for beef production. But due to COVID, we pushed a lot of that into 2021. And it really was the first half of 2021 when we were seeing, we had a lot of cattle to work in the system. We had a lot of cattle on feed, pretty high beef production. And we are even having capacity. You know, we're, we're, we're touching capacity at some of these packing plants nationwide. So all those things kind of lined up. And then moving back to the feeder cattle level, you know, I, the increase in feed price. So so think corn in particular, right? From last summer to this spring was unreal. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was as, as much movement as we've seen at any time in the last few years, even going back to like that 2012, right? I don't think that On a percentage basis, prices move any more over this past year than they did back in 2012. So all those things really pressured these markets. But, you know, now we've seen some pullback in feed price, although it's plenty high still. But even more importantly, I think, you know, we've kind of worked through that glut of on-feed numbers. So we're finally starting to see on-feed inventory come down. And if you look at if you look at the number of cattle that are likely outside of feed yards based on that July one uh, USDA NM4 inventory report, we've got about six hundred thousand fewer cattle outside of feed yards to work through the system over the next six months or so. So mm-hmm. from a supply perspective, things just simply look better, and demand has been fairly friendly. right. It's been a pretty decent domestic year, you know, having recovered from you know the shock that we saw like, back in the spring. And had it not been for everything else, I think exports would be a much more, uh, would be a hotter topic than they had been. Um, you Which know, has been a good export year for us, right? You know, we, two years ago, I would have talked about, for example, what a, what a small piece of the beef export puzzle China was. But for 2021, they are a, our third largest export market. And just an example of, you know, as some of these countries, as their incomes go up, they're gonna add more brick to the diet. And that usually bodes well for, for animal prices.
0: So, what about, we've heard a lot about drought out west, especially west of the Mississippi. Uh, some of that's in some pretty big cow country in the far west. Uh, what are you hearing out of that part of the world, and how do you expect that to affect our markets going forward?
2: Yeah, really good question. And, and I think it's already affecting us. Um, so,
0: you know, there, there's always going to be
2: dry pockets in, in any year. And, you know, there's, there's parts of the Southeast that are dry. but for the most part, and you'd says say Southeast is, is in good shape. Mm-hmm. Seems like two years out of three, you can bet on it being dry in the Southern Plains, but they've, you know, they've had adequate moisture in Southern Plains, Texas, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, this year. So, as you said, our dry areas are to the West and um, in the Northern Plains and that's really where I think the biggest impact on cattle hunt is going to come from is that drought in Montana, North and South Dakota. Um, I actually was in North Dakota early last week for an extension outlook conference. I was actually in Fargo, which was around the line between North Dakota and Minnesota. But as I was flying in, you know, it was really obvious. You would, you would see obvious drought and then you would see a circular green pattern. So it was really obvious to see where those center pivots were mm-hmm. set up and it just looked how dry it was. To your question, Matt, what I like to look at in terms of drought impact is cow slaughter, and it's not the best indicator, but it does give you an idea of how severe it is in some areas. And we don't get state state inventory numbers uh, in that report in July. We'll get them in January, but through um, I guess through the middle part of August, we had slaughtered, harvested about 182,000 more cows than this time last year. So that's pretty significant. If that continues, if that basic trend continues through the end of the year, and remember, we tend to move most of our cows in the, in the fourth quarter, right? Not in the spring and summer. So you know, when you see cows slaughter high in spring and summer, that's an indication of drought impact back usually. Mm-hmm. That's enough to shave probably a percent off this beef cow inventory um, going into 2022. Combine that with lower heifer retention, and I think these beef count numbers could be down one and a half, maybe close to 2% come January next year, which means these calf crops keep getting smaller, which again is a, is good news on the supply side. Not good news for those folks who are dealing with the drought directly,
0: of course. Right. And luckily we haven't had to deal with anything like that here in close to 10 years. So we're, we've been really fortunate, that uh It's always nice. You hate it for the other people, but it's nice when it's somewhere else and you get to capitalize on it a little bit.
2: And that so often is the case, right? Um, You know, we saw this with, uh, I guess was it the blizzard back in, I remember what year that was now. I'm getting, getting forgetful. 15
1: or 16.
2: Yeah. Saw it then you see it with drought, saw the flooding, you know, it's a, it's a major negative in a fairly small area. Right. But, sometimes it's an opportunity for, for those of us that are not effective. And, um, you know, we'll probably benefit some from what's going on in the northern plains or in the west.
0: Uh, I'm going to throw a question at you in a little bit different direction now. Uh, you know, we mentioned that COVID had kind of messed with 2020, and, you know, we thought we were over the hump with that, and we've had some resurgence come back in. Do you think we're better set up now to deal with those market implications that we faced in the 2020 COVID surge, if we were to, well, we're obviously in a surge, but if things were to continue to escalate and, uh, and we have some implications come back in due to COVID, you know, going through the late half of 21 and early 22. Absolutely. You know,
2: I I, I certainly don't know what's going to happen with the Delta variant. (laughs) What might happen with, you know, with, response at different levels of government. But I guess the way I look at this is, you know, it's. I mean, this is an overused term, but it actually applies well. You know, COVID was very much a black swan, right? Mm-hmm. It won't be a black swan or it is not a black swan now, right? We, we've done this before. So if we do see another round of restrictions and some changes, you know, we've dealt with something similar in the past. And a lot of the transitions that we had to work through in 2020 related to food service versus restaurant versus at home consumption, you know, though, if, if you think about it, I mean, it probably doesn't impact consumption as much as where beef is consumed. Right. And, you know, we've worked through a lot of that already. So I think because of that, you know, there's, there's a bit less uncertainty than there was back in 2020. And in reality, I think as much as anything, it was the uncertainty in the transition that led to the volatility and the negative impacts in 2020. Right. That that was the thing. And we'll have less of that, you know, going forward, uh, regardless, I think of what, what happens with the Delta and any other variant that might come up down the road. You know, we, yes. So I think we are more prepared, but it's also, it's just simply not new to us. We've been, we've dealt with it before.
1: You got any more questions on the cattle market, Matt?
0: No, I think I'm done. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I didn't have much much input on the cattle market. Um, now, if we want to talk sheep markets, you know, we can talk that for a little while, but I don't think you would go down that road. Yeah. Um, so Kenny, I know uh, you know we utilize you a lot through extension with your extension uh, assignments and and what you do, and and I think there, there's probably a lot of our listeners that don't realize that you actually have some other responsibilities and assignments as uh, with your employment with UK. So I think are you also teach teach some classes on campus, isn't that right? I do.
2: In the fall, I teach our undergraduate livestock marketing class. So I have, depending on the year, I have between usually between, I don't know, 25 and 35 undergraduates, typically juniors and seniors, and of course, we're actually recording this the the week that classes started, so my class, I, I did get my class to, you know, set up for one night a week, so I teach on Thursday night, so I haven't actually taught yet, but I was working, I was working on my materials this morning, actually, before I jumped on with you guys, and
1: So you're kind of waiting to the last minute there. Well, that's tomorrow. I'm actually more ahead of game than usual this year. (laughs)
2: I'm kind of getting things prepped. A lot of what I do, honestly, is updating stuff. You know, you you try and incorporate, you know, new new prices, new new trends. But then I try to bring in some hot topic kind of stuff. So you know, we'll talk about Fed cattle pricing and price discovery and things like that that have been hot topics over the last twelve months. You know, you try and I try to as much as I can. I try to kind of bridge. Okay, what's the fundamental marketing material, right? And then can I link that to some hot topics and things you may read about in the in the papers and online? And then you know, link some of those concepts together. So. I'm looking forward to it. By the time I guess that this is heard by most, I will have had my first class and we'll be getting ready for number two. So, we're full semester is underway, or fall semester is underway.
0: Well, well, maybe if uh, you want to encourage your students to keep up with the hot topics in Kentucky agriculture, you can tell them they can listen to the Dirt Dollars podcast every week. Extra credit. Extra credit. Extra credit. I think <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good idea.
1: That's a good idea. Extra credit for listening. I, I tell you what, you can give them another extra credit if they leave us a five-star review. <laughs> That'll be all right, too. I guess I, also I'm going to throw in some sports stuff. Um, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited for football. I think Whitney will hate that she missed uh, an opportunity to talk about football. Um, she couldn't make it with us today, and then Matt's just going to – he's already looked away from the camera. He doesn't even care. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this football season, and I think – I'm sure you are, too, I'm, I'm really looking forward to who our quarterback's going to be and how well he's going to do. I think that's the, big, that's the big question mark.
0: If y'all can I, keep your players out of jail.
1: Oh, easy now.
2: <laughs> I'm excited, too. You know, you look, you know, look top to bottom at the schedule. It, look, it looks like it'll be a fun year. So, I'll be there, I guess, next Saturday for, for game one.
1: Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, that's already around the corner
2: it's hard not to look down the road, although we probably shouldn't, but there could be a couple marquee games in Lexington this yeah. season. if Everything lines up well. So I'm looking forward to Florida LSU and some others potentially that I think could be big time games if things fall just right. So.
1: Yep. I agree. Should, should be a lot of fun. Now, one thing I'm not looking forward to is this first game, like all these first games, it's so hot. I'm probably going to have a really bad sunburn or a wind burn or something, neither one. It seems like that first game. I just get, I never really learned to put on extra sunscreen or anything, and I just get burned up.
2: I've just learned to accept this that the football season always starts miserable hot yep. and it always ends miserable cold.
1: <laughs> That's how it is. Yep. It was,
2: last year was a strange year, but um, it was the year before, I think, which would have been the season of 2019. We had, uh, I can usually handle cold and I can usually handle wet, but you put the two together, and I'm mm-hmm. one miserable guy. And yeah. um, we had three games that season that were, cold and wet and it was, it was a tough season. So I even lost a cell phone one night. I got so wet. I had to have to have Oh gosh! Night, so. Well, well it's it well worth it. But.
1: Yeah. I tell you what, this, this heat here lately, it's been so hot and I've sweat so much that I'm lucky. I didn't lose a cell phone, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't had any rainfall <laughs> events that, that, that put my cell phone in question yet. All right, Kenny. Well, like always, uh, we appreciate you joining us. I think, is this a three-peat? Is this the third? Probably this more third than time, that. maybe third, three or four. But uh either way, we do appreciate you coming on with us and always be willing to to give us some insight on the on the cattle markets. Uh have have fun with uh, school getting back in session and we'll we'll get you on again here soon.
2: Well I appreciate the invite as always. I always I always say this at a county meeting, and I'll say it to your listeners. I wish you good weather and good prices going forward. So I hope, hope both those things line up.
1: All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks a lot, Kenny. Thank you all.
0: All right, some good conversation there with Kenny.
1: Yeah, we were saying it was like the third time he's been on, but really I think he's been on with us like four or yeah, five times or talking five about different things. Or- so he's he's the front runner right now. He's, you know, he's co-hosted or helped, uh, been our most – he's been on with us more than anybody, put it that way.
0: We'll uh, We'll make sure he stays the front runner if he gives extra credit for – kids in his class listening to dirt dollars if our downloads spike this week we know what's going
1: on <laughs> yeah that's the kind of spikes we're looking for these days yeah. Um, yeah and hopefully we'll spike with this covid stuff and it'll go down but we want ours to not just spike we want it to keep going up speaking, speaking of
0: that we had a spike yeah what week. about that or we maybe a, not a spike but we hit another
1: milestone hit another milestone with uh Dirt's dollars we've, we've been downloaded seventy five hundred times yeah that's that's, crazy. that's a lot That's a whole lot. Yeah. That's like 7,499 more than I thought we'd have whenever we started this (laughs) shindig. I figured it'd be like my mom would be the only one to download it and listen. But yeah, we've, we've got a, we've got a bunch of downloads. So thank you to all you that uh, listen each week and and download us. And there's, I know we have a bunch more that listen on the radio each week on Abe. So just wanted to take a minute to thank y'all for listening. Let's go for ten thousand now. Yep. We may have as many downloads as Tom T Hall had songs. Yeah, that was a we've lost a lot of great ones the last couple of years. We have, yeah. You know, I think we also lost one of the Everly brothers. Yeah. This week too. So two legends in country music. And um, the drummer from the Rolling Stones this week. Yeah. Well he's not from is he from Kentucky? No, he's not oh. from
0: Kentucky. Well
1: still, yeah, big loss. Um but but as far as like you know, when you talk about legends from Kentucky, there's yeah. two of the big ones that we I don't love.
0: guess I ever realized Tom T. Hall was from Kentucky.
1: You know, but if you know, we were since since he passed, um, we've been kind of texting around and and thinking about songs of his that we liked, and and when you look through, he had all kinds of songs, and a lot of them were about Kentucky or bourbon or bourbon. So I, I which like is him. about as Kentucky as you can get. Yep, and. There was one song in there that said something about Jack Daniels. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, but, that was. Uh, but anyway, I know that Tennessee stuff around here. But if uh, it, it, it was, it's really neat to kind of look back and see. I, I I knew some of his songs, but I can't say that I've listened to a lot of them. But I, I think I'm going to start kind of going through and listening because he's seen. He's a really good storyteller. Yeah, and uh, um, that's and what just, he was
0: known as, wasn't it? The storyteller. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think that uh, there's a lot of songs there that I probably could appreciate. Uh, and he wrote a lot of songs. To to that yeah, he did write. Right. wrote yep. Harper Valley PTA. Yep, that's a big one. And then Little uh, Bitty by Alan Little Jackson. Bitty. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, you know, '90s Alan Jackson songs for sure. Uh, it's all right to be a little bitty. It is. That's and it's uh, one of my one of my favorites. And I think my kids even like that song because because they're little bitty, and it's all right.
0: So what were some of your favorite songs that he recorded himself? I'll tell you my favorite. You might want to go first because I'll probably
1: steal We're it probably right going to say the same one because I hear it on Abe a lot. So hey, go ahead. Do you love onions? Yeah, well, I love tomatoes. On the vine? On the vine. Watermelon wine? And onions. And onions. <laughs> and hay.
0: <laughs> That's probably my favorite. I love is what – is that – that's the name of it it. and it's you know it's not a
1: song that i'll just you know listen to and for you know but it's like one of those when it's on you just kind of listen to it and it's i don't know it's kind of funny
0: i heard one last night that i'd kind of forgotten about faster horses Mm -hmm. younger women older whiskey and more money
1: some some good tunes. That's then, uh, uh, that's, that's the some, other one that was kind of that's popular. got some some
0: Kentucky ties to it there too. If you listen uh, to the lyrics.
1: Country is. That's that's another one. Yeah. He's that's pretty popular that you may
0: hear on Abe every now and then. A week in the is a week in the county jail or a week in the country jail. I think it's county. I think it's country jail. Maybe it's country. Week in the county jail. There you go. That's a good one. Talks about fried eggs, bologna, and biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. You ever
1: had one of them bologna sandwiches at the county jail? No, never have. They ain't very good. <laughs> <laughs> You've been joining the U.K. football team? <laughs> oh, but moving forward, um, we'll say uh, we do have – so what, I guess what song yeah, are we, we going to go pick, with? Can, can we just play all of them? Yeah, let's can just it, say, you can think? We just make you a, think
0: Kale can just do a dirt to dollars Tom do T Hall marathon? Tom T Hall marathon.
1: I'll, I'll ask. At the very least, I think we go with I love. Right? Yeah, that's our undisputed favorite. Yep. So we'll we'll go with that one. I'll ask for Tom T Hall hour, but I don't know if we'll get it. But I'll, I'll ask. I'll put in. You never know so. if you don't ask. Exactly. Yep. See, most of the time I kind of go with the thing like I'd rather ask forgiveness than permission. But with this, we we'll probably need to ask permission. Yeah, probably ask permission. He's got to play it. So. Anyway, moving on to some, I guess, more extension stuff, uh, CAPE programs. Uh, it's getting that time of year where they're starting to, to, to open back up. It should be in this week's newspaper, and, uh, um, and, and it should be going out to a lot of our uh, people that are on extension newsletter list. But the Cape uh, program for LaRue County, the county ag investment program, that's going to be starting on September 1, um, which I, th- I mean, right that's, right next, around the corner. that's next week, Matt, that's next Wednesday. So um, are you ready? You always yes, got to brace yourself. You do. Yeah. We get a lot of questions and we don't, well, in Larue County, uh, you know, the extension office doesn't put on the program, but it is a place where you can pick up and drop off the applications. And they come to you for information. Yes. And we do the the educational component of that. So I think um, it's it's open for three weeks. So it'll start September 1 in Larue County and run uh, for 21 days and then it'll close. I'm guessing the 21st. So uh, be getting a look for those applications. You can pick them up here. What's your office. all's limit this year? That's a good question. I think it's $3,000. usually $3,000.
0: It? Yeah, it had been yeah.
1: 2500 and they upped it to $3,000 uh, last year. And then it's every other year. So if you got it, if you got money last year, you wouldn't be eligible this year. Um, but those applications are here. And if you have questions, feel free to, Give us a holler and, and we'll walk you through them. And I guess Harden has Hardin County announced when their program will start? Uh, it's
0: going to be sometime in October. There was a little bit of confusion on the dates, so we'll talk about that in a few weeks. And when we we'll have those hundred percent solidified, but yeah, just start looking for that in October.
1: And if um, and on that note, you know, part of the requirements to get to you know be eligible to receive that money is to attend an educational. Like an accredited educational class that's approved by your local extension agent. So if you're attending any events that you know that fit that bill, um, uh, you know some of the cattle meeting, cattlemen's meetings sometimes can do that, or different uh, courses that that are offered at extension offices can be. You know, it could be CAPE approved and, and even some state events like I think Beef Bash that's coming up in October. We'll have more information on that when it gets closer. But uh, some of those programs you can attend and can count for that. So make sure you sign in at those events or, you know, have proof that you've been there and, and keep record of that now. Because these, you know, the things that you go to now will will be eligible, will count towards that educational credit for that program. Another quick extension thing is Rents and Return, uh, September 1st, Wednesday uh southern states and hodgeville from 10 until noon need to drop off you know your uh, pesticide jugs that are triple rinsed top removed label removed um i I'm, i think that's everything we actually already recorded this once and i forgot to hit record and i'm saying it again so uh <laughs> i think i think that's that's all with that you uh, really County, need to just hire a producer i know yeah, just fire me i'm done. <laughs> But well, like Harden County's already had theirs. I think Grayson yeah. County's is the week after. So if you have yeah, any jugs, so. bring them. From if you have any jugs States. from Harden
0: County, you're too late now,
1: take them to LaRue County. Yeah. Pile them on them. You know, me and Matt, we we've been talking about trying to do this Harden and LaRue or Harden LaRue crop tour, but I've been told that we may have some copyright issues because I think there's another group of people that have used this name. And I wouldn't be scared of them though. I'm not scared. Um, we were wanting to do that this year, but I think after our legal team reviews what we can actually, you know, call this event, I think we're gonna push it, push We it can off probably just
0: do LaRue Harden crop tour, can't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, LaRue, I get it. It comes first, but no, I no, think no. I think we gotta stick it, it, guns. it
0: sounds better
1: harden LaRue <laughs> because Harden's always a head older, okay, yeah, just in the alphabet. That's it. But if, um, but if, if we can, you know, I think this would be a cool thing. We're going to try to do. It. We're going to shoot for next year. We're going to do it right. We don't want to put something together last minute. Well, but, and with uh, all
0: these legal issues popping up, it's probably going to take a year. So you can, you can thank your.
1: Yeah, your, you can thank the hardened Bird crop, crop, crop tour that tour. you can find on. I think they're on TikTok now. They are on TikTok um, now and on Twitter, and it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Stuff. So,
0: if you need to get your hard and Lurie crop tour fixed between now and summer of 2022, go to TikTok and check them out. Yep.
1: <laughs> but that, that's not an extension um, event or anything. That, no. or that they're but, they're on their own. They're, we don't. But they not,
0: may be the most famous TikTok account in the in the area. I
1: think I think they are. I think, I think they might be too. Yep, yeah, they're really gaining views, and probably pro- they may be featured in the paper here pretty soon. They might be. Yep. Yeah uh finally to wrap to show up another quick extension plug if you've got uh some if you're getting ready to harvest which it'll be here soon uh, but yeah. if you've got some really good fields that you think you're gonna have some high yields and you want to have them tested uh for yield contest kind of give us a heads up uh, yes maybe please give a heads up there'll be several fields that'll be really good this year and i know there's a lot of different contests kind of in the area going on with uh different organizations and stores and whatnot but if uh if you have some fields in mind let us know we'll try to get to everybody best we can but sometimes it's hard when you get a call and say hey can you run this in a couple hours can't can't always make that happen but generally if we have a day or two heads up we can we can make it work yep but if it is last minute still let us know if we can do it we will it just makes it a little challenging with that being said matt you got anything else i don't think so
0: I think we did pretty good this week without Whitney.
1: I don't want to get used to it. No, but I love I love doing this show and onions and onions <laughs> and little baby ducks and little baby ducks old pickup trucks. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, we'll throw it over to Tom T Hall. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you next week.